You're listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Favour Nation, NARM and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming, with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our panzers flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, feign to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures, both here and on the blog at breakthroughassaults.co.uk, and to shop at Battlefield Hobbies, because they are awesome. I'm Fez, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Dasreich. I play the 21st Panzer Division Gosling. I can stop at any time. And reporting in from the Desert Front, we have Mark. It's not a deployment, it's a paid hobby vacation. Goddard. Buongiorno. Lee, kids aren't core formation units. Parnell does send his regards. He's currently pinned under a barrage of screaming infants. And likewise, Ben, too many games Davy is also MIA for a while as he awaits his pending reinforcements. We have had a crazy year here at the Shooting Scoot podcast. So let's look back at it. So tonight we're looking at a year in review for the Flames of War hobby. We'll then be looking at what we look forward to next year as well as some of the upcoming events. Yes. I've got to say thank you to Mr. Goddard for uh, being our responsible adult for tonight as well, haven't we? Yes. I have a script. I am determined to stick mostly to it. That's how I've got to keep you in line. Is that my job? <laughs> well, you say job. <laughs> <laughs> it is a hobby. Uh, right, well, where should we start? Should we start at the beginning? Traditionally, <laughs> a long, like long time ago, we so, far, far yeah. away. January 2018. How are you feeling about Flames of War in January 2018, Mark? So, I think at the beginning of the year, version four was bedding in. It was, we did that article a few, you know, I think it was what just over a month ago, which was kind of version four, 18 months on. Um, and how we'd, we'd moved into a really good place of version four. I think I think just after Christmas, there was still getting used to it. Not all the army books were out. Desert hadn't been completed. Um, yeah. But we saw what was coming up. Um, and at the start of the year, we saw that kind of burst for, for mid-war um, with the Italians and then the really the much bigger British book um, combining the earlier one along with into the armoured fist list with the Churchills, etc. So I think it was that point that for me, version four and, and mid-war really started getting a bit meatier. And you, start, you, know, you had a lot of the nations and you started rounding out the desert. Um, and yep. I, love, I love playing my Italian, so that was that was good. It was my... I'd never done them before and I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed them. I have I've managed to... Did Avanti come out at the beginning in January, February time? Is that right? Yeah, it was around, it was around there and then it was followed by Armored Fist. So I've, I've, I've resisted for at least 12 months. <laughs> what the lure of the Italians? Yeah, it's just the feathers and the hats, man. I started off. I was, I was like, oh, well, I've got my German. Uh, I've got my DAC, my Africa Corps, and I can take one platoon of just, you know, is it Bergesaleri? I can't pronounce Bersaglieri. it. Bersaglieri. Yeah, I can take one one platoon of the Italian infantry, and they look really ace as a little painting project, just something different with their, you know, rifles running across the board. And then I was like, oh, well, if I get one, if I get two, then I can have a core formation. And, and then, oh, look at these little little biplanes. They're pretty cool. Oh, God. Hats yeah. and biplanes you were in. Jesus. And then, and then I was like, oh, these Lanciers are fun. Look at the size of that gun on that truck. You look at the right websites again. That is, that is how it starts. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, here's a nice, fun way to get a big infantry platoon into an expensive German list. And then it snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see the assault infantry platoon. 
And you're like, they're amazing. Oh, but they're only a support unit, so I can't have them in my German list. So, oh, I use some German tanks as a support for the core formation of Italians. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to have fun. I, I do have to say, having seen them on the table, like, the Italian armies look cool as well. It's got all the quirky stuff and, you know, yeah. You know. I, don't, I don't think they're going to, they're not going to suit my play style at all. No, they will. They will. They will. They're like they're like your um, Egyptian infantry. Oh, just running forward, just yeah. And subpar tanks. I mean, what is more Fez like? That is true. I, to be fair, I haven't actually ordered any of the tanks. <laughs> Mark, sell him on some tanks. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Everyone does tanks. I just want to do hordes of Italian infantry with some gigantic guns in the background. Good work. Flamethrowers. <laughs> You know. So you're literally fielding the Russians, but, but with feathers. But with feathers <laughs> in their hats in the desert. And less AT. Less AT. Far right. less AT. Oh, true. I do love the Semaventi, though. That, that, that I'll little probably, thing. I'll probably oh. end up with the tanks, but I managed to convince myself that I can use my Panzer 3s until, you know, that limited the hobby splurge to just a ton of infantry. <laughs> And artillery and aeroplanes. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! But it's, um, again, isn't it? it's a it's a it's an incredible incredible little book. I'm really excited. Um, it's been fun learning a little bit more about a nation that I hadn't really studied uh, before. It's like the hobby, the war games hobby is just a gateway drug to history. Yeah. I mean, I I have to say that for me. That early period in this year has been was all like Mark said about the rounding out of the mid-war desert. I, I think it's been really a fantastic sort of pe- sub-period, if you like, of the game. I've had some really great games. And then we got the uh, the the nice insanity that is Armored Fist. Uh, yeah, I mean mm, that was needed probably. Do yeah, think- I agree. The, the, the... <laughs> You know, and, and Battlefront said as much at the open day. You know, it was a it was limited by what they could put out initially. In retrospect, could, if they could could have put it all out, they would have. But hey, you know, it's here now, uh, and the Brits have got a you know, it's, it's a big book actually. Once it's all together, it's you know, it is a shame it came in two two waves. But I think they've taken that on. You know, they, yeah. they've taken that on board. But actually, when you take it take it together there's still some really interesting this in there the churchills in an i still like the churchills are a rifle company uh, i enjoy playing that um and and valentine's with a four plus to hit and not to be sniffed at no that's that's very true in fact i still haven't actually played with my brits yet they are they are actually deployed on a board because i was using them for a photo shoot for an article before <laughs> i before i went away so they're still in the garage, set up, ready for a battle that that has been delayed by seven months. <laughs> so they're probably fighting against gigantic invading mutant spiders right now. Probably, or that that's assuming the wife hasn't just shipped all the <laughs> all my hobby out while I've been away. Yeah, come on, find it. Fez, what have you done with Mark's toys? Um, nothing, absolutely nothing. They're definitely not in, uh, in on eBay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was just denied. What, what, what are you on about? What miniatures figures? Yeah, yeah miniatures. Liquidated your assets. 
Um, then also sticking the desert front, we had the the ninetieth light division, the first extra add-on box. Yes. Uh, the list controversy, first list controversy of version four. Well, yeah. I mean, there's no getting around it, but it, I, it was still a lovely release for me. It was. And I, I, it is something I'd like to see more of. I think the ability to just quickly drop in this, you know, here's a box set, it adds on to what you've got, it creates a new formation, new options, is a really nice, well, well it's a business model for them, but it's good for the players as well. Yeah, it's, I think that's it's something we're going to see a lot a lot more of. Um, I think it's the way that it, it just enables people to focus. You think about the scale of the previous releases it means that you can focus on the core support get that out get people playing games and then add on these nice sort of left field units to fluff out the history a little bit more yeah Uh, and then have people paint them (laughs) grey hashtag Adam hashtag (laughs) oh dear (laughs) I mean that that was that was the first time we saw that though wasn't it right like a little you got everything in the in the same box. It was yeah. Yeah. the full kit and caboodle. Have they done anything since then? I don't think they have. I mean, I know... I've not seen it oh. yet. No. It's no, interesting. No, nothing more has happened. So we'll come to it later. We'll talk later about what's happening next year and particularly what's happening with Late War. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the focus is going to move... To, you know, spoiler alert, the focus is moving to Late War. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a good way to keep, you know those who like a different period here's yeah. a little thing to keep you going yeah that's true you, you only need three or four different models and some cards really and just exactly. package up as a single single release talking about different periods uh we also had the first osprey book <gasps> yeah oh. as i wasn't there apparently no yeah what so, do you think um... about that well, i know what you thought about it eddie you thought do you know what i need Need QEs. I need I need more helicopters than than God, and then realise that actually helicopters are cool and all. But oh, look at this little one one three armor personnel carrier. Isn't that wouldn't that be cool to have a little army of those swanning around the board? Yep. And and then I got lots of hobby again. Oh. Yeah. yeah I mean that that was the first example we had of Osprey and um, Battlefront in collaboration as well, wasn't it? It's it, such uh, a beautiful book. Really good. I have to say, I know we're going to talk about them in a minute with Fate of a Nation, but the the, the, the two Osprey releases we've had so far, have, they've really, as far as I'm concerned, nailed it. Yeah. So, but it's interesting that we, because they've clarified it a few times, it's interesting that we, refer, we still refer to them as like Osprey releases because they, they're actually done, so they do like the printing and, and I think some of the graphics works, but it, it, still, um, it still all goes through Battlefront the same oh, way yeah. in terms of developing it, etc., I think it's just a way. I don't know the full in and outs of their relationship, but I'm assuming it's it's a way to speed up the the printing and getting the book out. Well, if you're if you're focusing on just printing a book, then it makes sense to partner with a company that can print mm. a book at a very short notice in a small print run than you can for less money. Yeah, they have their own factories and get them sent across. You know, it's it's yeah. a great great example. I, it of that, I think it's really neat great example of a business working you know with another business for mutual benefit of both and us you know we get a fantastic book uh, much quicker than if we had to sit there and wait for it to to go through a print cycle with um 
with another company. And it, and it makes perfect sense as well because they're ring fence books. There's not going to be, you know, mm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of additional elements that need yeah. to be done. So to release it in that way and, and give everyone they need everything they want, sorry, and everything they need in one go, I think it was a very good, uh, yeah, very good model. Yeah, yeah, no, I like them. That and uh, Fate of the Nation, they're, they've been really good at releases, really. Particularly, you know, it's not for everyone. They are more niche, obviously, than than the main line. But if that's what you want to do, then it's a fantastic little, you know, little, as you say, little book that covers it all. Every time you say Fate of a Nation, I just see Desert Yellow. <laughs> you have, you've, got, you've got flashbacks. PTSD, I yeah. Flashbacks. I, am, I have realised that it, I still have the last month to paint. I have failed. <laughs> you've done it. Oh, no. no. I did so well up until that BTR company. Oh, then, Eddie. Then it just kind of stopped. But I am going to get it done. It's going to be done by the end of January, I promise. I'm not so much angry as disappointed. Yeah. All I that know. hard work on T34s. Oh. I know. I know. I, it, just, it just took too much out. I, I just, you know, sprinted at the start of the marathon. And then my legs turned into T34 tracks. <laughs> but again, I mean, that, that that's kind of a, an R thing. But I really enjoyed that, that whole challenge. And just what accompanied oh, the book. So good. And, I know it's hard work and it was a bit fraught at times and things, but the games we've played, I know we're moving on to kind of Fate of a Nation now, but that was just, yeah. That was it a good fun. Excellent. And I also, I mean, the thing was, I, I, to looking back at that, taking the 30, the 31 T34s was just, was literally just to have the challenge and have the spectacle of having 30 odd tanks on the board. And then yeah. realizing that, yeah, okay, maybe it is a bit, a bit too powerful. You know, maybe it is one of those units that you know the mass stealth one, yeah, just works out too too much that yeah, okay, it's always going to go one way. But we, Lee and I, still had some um, uh, unsanctioned fun with it and enjoyed the games, even though we knew it was going to go one way. And then I'll just I've moved on and I've got some different units to replace that those points, which you know actually isn't I, a whole lot of points. <laughs> I still think it'd be interesting to play that against the equivalent. Um, 1967 list from the Israelis with with the Shermans. So you got the cheaper Shermans. Yeah. Because okay. uh, they'll kill them just as easily as a Magak will. Um, That's true. I think that would be interesting. I think that was the, the, the thing that we didn't see coming with the T-34s was just you can't kill them fast enough and therefore they are a thing. Yeah, we took, we took such an opposite two polar opposite list constructions and put them together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two different ideologies. <laughs> um, coming uh, slightly more up to date then uh, the team we had uh, team Yankee releases yes yeah, uh, so we had the, we had the uh, three nations and then we had two the um, like the Eastern European yeah the, the yeah. checks which I, I then probably was like, oh I can use my T-72s to play with my, to play a Polish army and, and then realised that that's another absolute ton of tanks to paint <laughs> yeah. and it's all one color again it's all one color again which is good and bad you know it's it, it, they are pretty quick to do i think I yeah can't... i think i think the free nations was an interesting book in that you had the french was the kind of obviously like new new thing and was probably the most interesting aspect for most people if i was being broad. Yeah. And then you kind of had the other bits in it. 
and they allowed you to, you know, if you wanted to take that nation, there was a few odds and odds and sods for you to take to yeah. take. But I think it also showed the diff. That's the kind of the difficulty, particularly for the, well, it's actually for both sides. That everyone at that age had fairly sim- similar equipment, maybe with the odd quirky. Yeah. The French were the, the yep. main difference in NATO. Uh, you know, kind of are we in it? Are we in it? Aspect. Um, and yeah, it just kind of rounded it out. One of my favourite things about the Free Nations was um, the the what I I refer to as the uh, the skeleton musician effect that was transpired by the ADAPs. <laughs> oh God! Okay, where you get you get some people who everyone's passionate about the hobby, and that's where it all comes from. Yeah, you know, just the fact that people are passionate about this stuff, and that sometimes that does kind of skew people skew people's sort of standpoint but it's the fact that that the rage that comes from not you know you can't have adats it wasn't there you, know, oh, you mean sergeant york this mean... is a yeah exactly it's the sergeant york fallout but sergeant york you realize that you know yeah. i don't play historically accurate lists i was like oh okay so you you know you line your troops up and they look at each other across the, the middle of the table and then they parade around a bit and then drive home you know historically yeah. accurate they just take <laughs> pictures of each other that's that that's your war game then is it because it didn't actually happen. I think it's difficult as well. I mean, with, with that, like, like Mark says that, you know, there is this huge standardisation that occurs after the Second World War, you know, even with NATO and the Soviet bloc. Um, and so you, your, your variety is where you can take it. You know, it's not going to be everywhere. It's just... Yeah. But also, I, I, think, I think the reason the ADAT stands out is because it's the first first example of kind of future-proofing Um so I remember them saying that Battlefront have said that you know the Canadians won't get revisited. This is it. So we, unlike the the US, who are going to get more later books, yeah, with their later equipment in. There's no you know the Canadians didn't really change away from what they had, other than yeah. you know getting a couple of extra weapon systems. And the ADAT is one of those ones that yes, it is a later war unit um, that is obviously just obscene in terms of being able to penetrate that much armor with a rocket. <laughs> Which can also hit a plane, um, and it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because on the one hand, exactly. people moan about that, but if you bought a, a later Canadian book out that had the ADATs in, well, like you say, it would just be the same list, with, but with an extra unit, and then everyone would go, "Why, why do I have to yeah, buy what? a whole new book to get one new unit?" Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. That's that's the. But the reason I call it the Skeleton Warrior um, musician is, uh, when I was working for for GW. You had somebody guy, some guy coming and goes, "Oh." This guy is a Mori musician. He's blowing a horn. That's ridiculous. How can he possibly blow a horn? He doesn't have any lungs. <laughs> it's like, well, it, he's that's what's fraud. Like, he's, yeah. it's, it's magic, funnily enough. How, yeah, you, you accept that magic can make him walk and then act as a cohesive army, even though he's just a skeleton. But he can't blow a horn. So, uh, yeah, different viewpoints and passions skewing said viewpoints. Yeah. But uh, no, it'd be good fun to get some more Team Yankee games going. I think. Yeah, I haven't played in a long time. I, I, but I still like it. I mean, it's one of those things. I think there's. I'm still. I'm just going to throw it out there. Battlefront. If you do listen to this, where's my Swedes? Just. I'm just saying. Where's my Swedes? 2019? Question mark. Use the Swedes. Oh, I love Swedes. Oh, uh, the S tank though. Oh yes. Now I oh, see my yeah. Swedes. Yeah, S tank. Mm. But um, <laughs> I th- I think that 
it's it's one of those games I think that lends itself as well to a narrative style of play where you're you're agreeing almost a scenario in advance and you're choosing the sides and, and that kind of thing. I think that I mean there's we could go on endlessly about Milan spam and BMP spam and it's just pointless. I think it's one of those things that you either accept you what you have to accept it exists, but you don't have to accept it to play it. If yeah. that makes sense. No, exactly. It's like the T thirty four T thirty um yeah, T thirty fours. It's about you know self monitoring for yeah. the people that you're playing games with, and you, everyone wants to have fun. And if you if you come across the the all winner be all win all list, then okay, that's great. But it's going to get boring. And I think there is enough in those books as well to create that. And you could have some really interesting linked games and things like that because it's one of those things that it's quite that that whole period is quite heavily documented. Yes. You know where where things were actually on what day, and you know. Um, plans and things and scope for what happens when you know um, units that are coming over potentially. So I mean, you could have some real interesting stuff with just like you know taking one sector like North Targ and just you know fighting in and around the, the Low Countries and in, including that, or you know in the South sector um, with the French and stuff. I think it, it, there's scope there. It's just I'm not sure it's one of those games that lends itself particularly to a tournament it's not an environment just purely because like you said that the standardization is fairly set set and it's fairly it's an the, the puzzle's been solved to some extent now i think that the new books we've had this year have thrown that up a bit um because yeah. like mark you did your marines didn't you and your marines have got like the the toes on the uh, hummers and things and and the french has also you know they're like said, they're a bit quirky french armor car companies um it's got a lot going for it um yeah i think this year broadened it out with Certainly for the, it's, you've got more of an option than just going infantry heavy or heavy, you know, or just deploying heavy tanks. You now got all the, obviously with plastic making it affordable, you've got all the M60s, you've got the, I like to say the, the Humvees, etc. there as well. So it's, it has yep. mixed things up a bit. Do you, do you also think that there's a, a risk, sort of looking at this as a, a, a broader spectrum, there's a risk that people actually haven't played a whole lot of games with this stuff and are just believing the hypothesis and the, the math hammer, as it were. From oh, the yeah. Yeah. yeah, reading forums and uh, reading stuff that's out there from people who've played and maybe not just trying stuff. I mean, yeah, and played and played in their in their playset because you know different playgroups do have very different styles and different terrain sets, and that can make a huge difference. Yeah, it's like exactly. read some of the posts online. You'd think that four martyrs, you know, are invincible when no one could ever kill them. <laughs> you just you just charge the tigers. That's what works. Yeah, is that what works? Okay. That works. Strategy one hundred and one. Strategy one hundred and one. Um, Take tiger. But... Strategy one hundred and two. Run tiger into martyrs. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do like that. You're right, and I think that sometimes we are a bit quick to look at um, you know the ten percent of people who report back on things. Yeah. And you got to remember as well that everything is nothing's in a vacuum. Yes. So. Even when they're saying people are saying stuff online, it's not necessarily, you know, that's their personal experience and it might be based on a handful of games. And like you said, Fez, you know, that, that might be based on their own unique, like what they're playing, who they're playing it against, it's and, and what they're trying to get out of the game. And, and they're all valid things, but, you know, I just, I think sometimes we just need to experiment a bit more as gamers and just think, well, what, go back to the what's cool and see what yeah. we like. I I'm mean, looking forward to doing some really big, um, I've just had kind of had this idea of like, oh, it would be really cool to have a massive, sort of a mega game at the Guildford Games Club with, with Team Yankee. Yeah. And and get, you know, some of these biggest bigger boards out and have, you know, five or six, six by fours joined together in an interesting shape. 
and uh, that, that is one thing. Like rages. The um, points levels, but just you know that the we talked about this before about the um, the battlefront, you know the quote unquote official points levels changing and shifting, and I think that maybe some more of that. Um, I think we've seen it. Was it coming up this year? Is it 109 for mid war, something like that? That's the US points. Yeah, that is the US points, but it does change things. It does, you know, even if you're playing competitively, it does alter what the problem is. Because just because someone solved the 100 point problem or the 88 point problem, like 109 is different again. It gives you different tools. Yeah, it does. I, I don't think we'll see. I, I just don't see we'll see much of it in the UK. Maybe with obviously, I expect the GT will be, but. I, I do see the the, Amer- the 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 kind of battlefront points. I think it's more aimed at the Masters series in America, and that's yeah, that's their thing, and is is great for them. Um, yeah, we see uh, I think quite a mix in the UK, whether it's a bit lower like some of our events, or um, you know, I still think a hundred is probably the kind of mean. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm to see one announced for next year that's 109 yet for the UK. Can I not no. have 280 points? 280 points? Yeah, or 10 Tigers. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, I think... So, say someone wants to run a 91-point game, that's different to an 88-point game. It might only be three points, but, it you know, it changes what your 40% is that you have to have in reserve. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's all kinds of stuff like that. I think, we, you know, exploring some of that um, flexibility might be interesting as well. I think... There's there's some stuff coming up next year which is quite low as well as like seventy points, which again is going to I think change how things uh, are approached. Yeah, who knows? Italian infantry might be the answer. Flamethrowers. Flamethrowers are the answer. Flamethrowers are always the answer. Is the question how do I barbecue this pig? Yes. (laughs) For five for five (laughs) dollars. Talk about flamethrowers. The Germans got their first mid-war flamethrower unit in the in Iron Cross. Yes, which was the first Eastern Front German. I've book. just paint, I've just painted a Pioneer platoon. Yes. Oh. And very Taking... nice they are too. Is that the new plastics? Yeah, and I think actually that's a good point. One of the things that happened this year. So we saw, you know, as, as people have termed it, the kind of flexible plastics is the term that's going round and. You know, again, Battlefront put their hands up. The ones that came out with the desert rats were a bit, shall we say, underwhelming. Shall we use the polite phrase? <laughs> How polite. Um, yeah. However, so I've obviously been waiting for the Soviets to come out, but I just pick, I just picked up the grenadiers, uh, the German grenadiers, the mortars, and I also got a set of the British mortars as well. And you know what? I'm 100% sold on them. And, then, and it's not until I have an old pack of... I've also... Pe- literally next to me at the moment got an old box set that i've made of pack 40s so it's got the metal models in right yeah and in it okay i know they're crew they're, they're slightly different models but there are a couple for the command stand of the um of the kind of riflemen yeah and when you compare them i mean they're worlds apart the plastics are so much better they that the detail on them you, you know when you've got like loads of stuff in the webbing and by the time you've undercoated them you're kind of squinting a bit and going what's that yeah. bit there's none of that. You can. It's so defined that you can go. Oh, that's the bread basket. That's the, you know, that's that's this mat. That's the water bottle. Da 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 da. And okay. even once you've got everything in, it's it's just so crisp. I'm really. I just. I literally find find them just so fun to paint because I'm not having to constantly work out or almost like lobbing it onto some of the, some of the webbing. I think you just yeah. get that consistency in the cast. 
The other thing is if you drop them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean, the other thing is without being this, you know, disparaging to Battlefront in some ways. Like, I think people might look back on some of the metal figures that came out with rose tinted glasses because they weren't perfect. There was there was quite a lot of flashing on on the metal figures as well. So, the fact that you know you have to do a bit of clean up, kind of standard as far as I'm concerned. Like whatever it is, I mean, as long as the details there and it takes paint well. That's what well, I think. Japanese... You need to do much clean up on the. If you need to do hardly any clean up on the ones I've had. There's a there is generally a bit of a mold line like over the helmet. So you've got to yep. have to sand those down. And a few of them, the sprues. There's like a little bit that comes over the shoulder and stuff. But yeah, far far less than the age you have to spend with the metal models. I think the first ones as well that came out, and again, but I think Battlefront have held their hand up to that. The, the the detailing on them wasn't the greatest on like the faces and things. But you know, yeah. it's. It's just it's a new it's a new material it's a new process. I mean, hopefully they'll get better. Um, I think that we've started to see that already. So, well, you know. I, I'd say I think they're there. I, I I genuinely think if you pick up the 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 German grenadiers and the German pioneers, I I, I think I really do think they're there. Okay. Um, I'll be interested to see what the Soviets are like. Um, if it you know. They're made with obviously by the same people who did the did the Germans, so I I haven't really got any concerns. I think they'll be good. The Team Yankee ones, um, I had the metal ones when they first came out, um, but having seen the plastic ones, they're they're pretty spot on as well. Cool. So um, it was four four books which combined to finish off the whole the, you know the Eastern Front for mid war. Um. What's your favourite list? Uh, we, we obviously we've spoken about them in the last podcast, uh, Duncan and I. What's your favourite list uh, from there, Mark? Well, I've built a. Um, so I've, I've been doing a lot of painting out here, and so I haven't really had a. Ch- I haven't had a chance to play my Russians and Germans yet, so it's a bit hard to tell. But in in terms of my cunning plan, I um, <laughs> my cunning plan. I have my I have my mixed. I've never done a mixed. Um, Tankovi before, so I'm really enjoying putting that on the tables. I've got my KVs, I've got my um, I've got my twenty Valentines. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to being wrecked by Marders, uh, and then my infantry. You know, infantry. I've got some beautiful, lovely IL2s and stuff. So yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I think it's it's a toss up between that and Hero Stroke. I think are my two lists of choice. Okay. Um, and with the storm platoon, that's that's what I really like. I, hmm. I'm I'm waiting for that to arrive because I've got some beautiful Stalingrad bases for them with the uh, with the fountain. Nice. Yeah. It's painted and ready for them to go on. I just need the storm group to rock up. What, oh wow, what, that's kind of awesome. What makes the storm group special? Because I I kind of zoned out when the Reds came out first time round. It's just having uh, so basically in all in old money they're they're fearless veteran. But to, I think you're hitting on two. Pretty sure it's my, I'm, I'm doing it on memory. Two plus to hit in assault. They're they're cautious, so they're four four plus to hit from shooting. Ugh. They've got great motivation. They're a Swiss Army knife. They're yeah. Obviously they're expensive, but you've got flamethrowers. You've got uh, anti-tank rifle, mortar, heavy machine gun, and then you know a good number of stands as well. And it's just for me, it's that anchor. That, that your hero stroke then form around, right? Uh, so you've got yeah, you just got that interesting mix, almost like this reluctant infantry, and then 
yeah, watch us, lads, we're the elite, we're going to go after. And it just has a different aspect to the Soviets, I think. You've got that massive... I like that you can take this massive blob, that image of behind you know, the film uh, Enemy at the Gate, that, that massive yes. Russian at the beginning. Yeah. And you can then also take these survivors and... You know, if you if you want to have that elite Soviet army with lots of four plus, you know, cautious, you you've got the guns that you can you can take, which are which are, you know, cautious. You you can take your your heroes with storm groups. You know, it's it's quite nice. So you're gonna pick one of them off as Jude Law. <laughs> that would be a bit. So I'm intrigued to see what their um their 2019 objective's gonna be. I'm sure it'll be a war. I'm. I'm but I'm wondering what, 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 of course, they're not all based on films because. Honest. I'm wondering what next year's will be because I wondered if it would be Enemy at the Gates, but then um, a kind of that shit's kind of failed. I'm, I'm hoping for uh, some sort of saving Private Ryan. Oh uh, my gosh. Oh, off, coming off the landing craft. Yeah, cool. well, I don't think they could get that. It's, it's what they could fit on an objective, isn't it? I, oh, I kind of wonder, could you get a tiger with. With Tom Hanks with a pistol shooting at it. Oh, that'd be amazing. Or just Tom Hanks up against the wall. <laughs> like, with his. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of next year, segue. What are we looking forward to? Next year, late war. Mm, late war. Tigers and panthers and, and king tigers, oh my. Like, <laughs> I, I suppose this is the big thing. This is the big thing to talk about because we're, we're bringing this out. By the time this comes out, the news will have dropped about late war. Um, we're on, you know, we're, we're, we've been sitting here discussing this. You know, we've had the news a little bit of a heads up so we can prepare some stuff. And there has been uh, excitement abound in our little Facebook group. But um, the reason the reason we get that, guys, is just to, you know, listen, as you know, is, is so that I can calm down and actually <laughs> yeah. articulate my thoughts and feelings about the excitement that I have. Um, otherwise, you just get gibberish shouts of just saying, oh, look at this! Oh, what about that? Which which the guys have to kind of like... Yep. Their phones go crazy for 10 minutes when I find a new description. The, 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 the Facebook Messenger feed and go, oh, okay, yeah. He's just just realised that, yeah, the glider assaults are a thing. Spurting everywhere, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we don't need to go over, obviously, everything. Yeah, all the information's up on the Flames of War page uh, by the time this is released of everything that's coming up. Um, but there's there's loads. And I, you know what I really like? For, for ages, lot, you know, a lot of voices have been saying, Battlefront, please, can you have this communication? Can you tell us what's coming? Can, can we find out what the game plan is? And, you know, here it is. Here's, here's what's coming up all the way up to, um, is it 2021? Yep. 20, 2022 actually you know all the way up to berlin for late war yeah. now obviously that's not everything battlefront's doing we're just talking about you know flames of war um late war but but you know you've got this you've got this laid out all the way up to 2022 you know what books are coming um and looking obviously near a field in terms of next year which the focus is normandy um i think it's gonna be really i think it's really 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 cool um the books the books are bigger. Um, the information... I've got to be careful what I say here. <laughs> what's in... You know, from, from what we can see, 
we already know that you know they've taken on board you've got normal forces and you've got veteran forces so that's quite that's quite cool you're not going to have to use command cards kind of like what you had to do with the americans in um yeah. in mid-war you know you take like the card that made them cautious so that's something that people have been asking for is the ability to have the you know, different style of troops yeah. um and then obviously you're going to have your command cards to flavor those out um to, to different levels as well um i think you know if you like mid-war you're going to like late war yeah. in a, how they're doing it if you are at, you know there's still people who aren't sold on the whole model of version four um and i think there's that different thing comes back to well this is the journey you know this is the journey battlefront's doing they they're clearly pitching their stall this is what's happening we'd love you to come along with us if it's not for you you've still got the conversion books you'll have some lovely new plastics to go with them and and new terrain and stuff um but they they're, they're laying out a load of stuff whether it's community events new books new plastics um you know if you buy in if you buy into it and you like this you like the way version four is being created, or you don't at the end of the day yeah that's true yeah, it's, yeah. What I'm lovely, what's great to see is that they're bringing out um two-player starter set uh hit the beach uh we don't know what's in it yet but it is a two-player starter set along the same lines as um open the open fire set from version three yep so, I mean, that was that was great when that came out, and I think that's going to be great for recruiting new players as well, which is which is key. You see it, you know, with Games Workshop all the time, how popular their two-player games are that you can pick up this really good value box. Yes, and then, it's obviously going to be split with someone else. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's I think that's that's really that's really cool to see. Um, and again, yeah, you know, I think that would have been. With, with mid-war um but they've obviously you know this is the biggest this is the the biggest area and they have to get late war right because it is the most popular period yeah yeah i, I think i think the other important thing to sort of look at is to realize it's the it's the core of late war it yeah. is yeah it's not it's not the whole it, it, and that's that's the thing i think people miss about the, the mid-war stuff is when the book comes out that's that's the core of that focus it's not the be all and end all of everything shoved into one you know and and the core book coupled with the command cards gives you a little bit wider focus if you want but it doesn't overwhelm people who only want to have the core available you know if you just want to play with the book you've got the book and that's got the core list and the core mechanics for that particular you know focus yeah. Add the command cards in, you get some of the more interesting bits and pieces and possibilities that you can mix it up and then kind of tailor it towards one bit. If you have a particular interest in unit in history, you should be able to get there. But at the same time, it also leaves leaves Battlefront wiggle room. You know, later on down the road, they can come back, like like with the 29th Light Division, and, and put extra bits yeah. in. Fill, fill in blanks. Yeah. Fill in blanks. Yeah, and and that's one of the things I like the most about the whole journey. At first, I thought, "Wow, there's there's a load of time. Like this is like two years. This is, or, or three years rather. This is so long to do it." And I realised, well, actually, no. The spacing gives them time to a a get the products out first of all, actually make them get them out and and deliver upon upon the promises, but also gives us time to enjoy each individual thing, whilst also then being able to go back and enjoy the stuff that's already out. 
Yeah, so yeah, you could get absolutely swamped. If you look, I mean, let me just, I've got the, the promo in front of me. One, two, three, four, five, four, five, six, seven, ten. I mean, there's 12 books there. Yeah. That we know of. Yeah. Plus, you know, plus Colors of War in there as well. Um, I mean, imagine if they if if they were all dropping within a year, you'd never you'd never keep up. And importantly, it is a at the end of the day, it's our hobby, but it's also a business. And yes. you know, we have to remember that. And and the, one, you can't produce everything that fast. And two, shops can't stock it. People only have so much money a month. Yeah. And um, they you need to feed it out at the correct times and build it up. From a player point of view, would I prefer that all of D Day was dropped all at once? Absolutely, of course, of course I would because I don't, you know, I'm British. I, I it's a shame I'm having to wait till February 2020 for my D Day British list, but yeah, I, I, I do, I do get it, and I'd rather have a strong battlefront that's releasing good stuff than have all my sweeties at once, but it not be sustainable. I mean, the thing about that, yeah. is, though, as a if you've got a German D Day list. You then, when your friends get their British book that they're really excited in, you do, that you've then got a whole new array of games to use your German list that you've had for two mm. or three years. That is true. You know, you're, you're, not, you're not doing one and done. And, and part of what I felt, you know, back, back, back when you know, back in the during the war in version three, <laughs> you'd just kind of you'd have all the excitement. The book would come out. <laughs> finally get your figures you'd kind of make your list you'd finally get it built and painted but by that time everyone's looking at the new hotness and it's like oh well, we, we're done with the bulge now now it's berlin and you're like but i've got snow bases yep. i i found that i found that the uh the march to coolness almost was just constant yeah like Which, there's so much bouncing around it was exciting but it, it, you didn't actually get to enjoy the investment mm. that you've made in your army and this way at least you know, looking at the the schedule at the times at which things come out, you've got every new release, even though it's over a longer period, it, it reinvigorates the existing per, you know stuff that you've got. You yeah, know? I mean, I I had so many ideas for late war when the V three books came around. I wanted to do the Florin Gayer list. I wanted to do some German cavalry. Um, I wanted to do Soviets. Uh, you know, coming up through Hungary and into Austria. I wanted to do Berlin and I just there was not enough time or capacity to to actually get anything done while at the same time I was trying to get my twenty first panzer together. Yeah. So I, I actually appreciate a little bit of leeway. I know that's probably controversial, but I think well we'll well we'll have to see obviously when stuff comes out, but the fact that the Americans are out first is probably no great surprise. Um the Americans and the and the Germans. Um but you know, we don't have to wait that long for the Brits. Well, when it comes to the D-Day landings, you know, the actual beach landings, the Americans are, you know, yeah, the majority. Beach is, is, is the, you know, is, is the, oh, I'm trying to think of the word, iconic. It is. You know? and, it, and it's tough to say as someone, you know, as, as British ourselves, and it isn't, yeah. just, but that image of D-Day, and it might just be because of popular culture, is, you know, Omaha, and yeah you know the the screaming eagles but equally there's some fantastic cool stuff with the with the brits that are going to come and pegasus oh, totally. bridge and, and everything yeah. like that but you know but there is, it is the big you know the big initial market is the german is the american landing you know the whole the, the mulberry harbor at aramash isn't as sexy as <laughs> <Saint> <laughs> <Private Ryan. laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> 
What, you know, can you imagine playing that as a game? I'll gently you, dock it here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm laying an undersea pipeline. <laughs> it's important to remember there's Fortress Europe as well. And when you go through the details on it, I think on the one hand, I think initially I was I was a little bit disappointed to read about this isn't literally everything that's in Armies of Late War picked up and moved over to Fortress Europe. Um, and I think they've explained that online. You know, they can't it, it, they can't spoil everything early up, but you know, if if you if you've got everything in Fortress Europe, and you're only doing a more limited, you know, it is going to be a more limited range than, than what's happened in previous versions. Then why are you going to buy the Soviet book in? You know, what are you going to put into the Soviet book that isn't already in Fort, Fortress Europe? Um, yeah. But on the other hand, there is a great deal of stuff from mid-war and already out there that people have already invested money in and saying, well. Here you go. You can now use it in late war, so you're not going to see, you know, your iconic later war units like yeah. your Tigers and things like that, because they they obviously need to keep those back for the releases. But are you going to be able to use your your Panzers and everything that you've already got, and your armored infantry, um, your your Valentines for your Russians, your T34s for your Russians, because they're already out. And people have already bought into it of late war. They're saying that yeah. here you use this as a kind of stopgap so you can still play the Russians. Um, and I think that's a little bit of feedback of what happened with mid war, where everything had this hard stop because it was completely reset to version four. And lots of people were going, Well, I can't play Eastern Front. And it's taken me 18 months since version four came out to be able to play Eastern Front. Um, well, can... here you go. It's not perfect, but there's stuff to keep you going. Also... Can we just touch that on, on that a minute? Just on. So, are we saying that Armies of Late War becomes uh, like Desert Rats next year, or does it does it go on? What do you mean? So, so with the the new books that are coming out, obviously yeah. for Normandy and what have you, um, do uh, will we see? Like they'd be compatible with the armies of late war, or does armies of late war? I'm just thinking because obviously so, the armies of late war's got Brits and Russians in it, and so armies of late war, in terms of what's out at the minute, will end unless you want to play. You know, you you, you I call it, but a bit tongue in cheek. I call it version three point six or about three point eight. So yeah, that kind of you've got that conversion book that came out. Then you had armies of late war that simplified it but kept the old point system. So that's being put entirely to one side. And now you're going to have Fortress Europe, which is your 100-point system, which is based on what you've already got available in mid-war, but also translates is available in late war, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So it's a completely separate aspect that is a little bit of all the forces and is going to particularly... Because your Germans and your British are going to get beefed up pretty quickly, but it's going yeah. to allow you to... Um, it, it, it's going to allow you to play, particularly like the Soviets that are going to take a lot longer to come out. It's, it's, it's going to allow you to play those and the British, which don't come out till 2020. It's going to allow you to play them. Okay, you're not going to have everything, um, but you're going to have the stuff that was more in kind of early late war. Yeah, so you can play D-Day plus 10 using the late war books. Yeah, kind of. But, um, but with that, with that, what I'm saying is though that Obviously, if we got this Normandy book for the Germans, is the German list in the Normandy book? Are we expecting it to be compatible with late war armies of late war? Or is it going to be something completely incompatible? So you, you won't be able to cross over no, during uh, that period. No. So armies of 
so armies of late war is a legacy will become a legacy a legacy product okay yeah. That, yeah that because it's in the wrong point system yeah, exactly that was that was so, what i was thinking i was wondering yeah, if there's, there's some no kind way of... to push that into what's going to become full version for late war it's drawing a line under it and starting again so fortress fortress europe is going to be your essential stopgap in a way product yeah kind of because all the stuff in there will get flushed out by the individual books but it's a get you by with the early late war stuff so that you can play with the new stuff as it comes out kind of thing yes and that yeah absolutely and then your books are going to come out that beef everything up and are themed by theater yes um i i really like that and i like that for two reasons first of all it means that yeah, obviously everyone can play with their army straight away so that you're not having to sit there and, and wait, like you said, 18 months for, for whatever your Eastern Front stuff to come out. But also, being early, late war, it keeps your games way more themed um, and, and allows those early, late war units to shine. I mean, there's nothing worse, in my experience, like rocking up with a, a D-Day list and going, yeah, I've got my Sherman M4A1s and I can't really deal with... Um, you know your is2s that that was exactly what i was thinking yep the is2 creeping time. up around the corner mm. you know and yeah of course later on you you'll be able to you know have whatever matchups you want because it's all late war and it all you know they've said that it'll all work together um but it does it it helps especially the newer players i think it's going to help everyone kind of go right i want to play this d-day stuff and instead of going out and buying a late late war book and going oh you know it guides it guides the history for the new gamers who aren't necessarily historians who don't know the difference between you know m4 m4a3 easy eight to the a1 to the welded chassis to the cast hole you know that kind of stuff actually it's quite i like the way because ben's always said this hasn't he that actually there's more like six periods as the second world war and actually this is we're now entering almost the kind of like you said, early late war, which is like very close to what we've already got in V4 already. Yes. You know, there's, there's tweaks, per, like, but nothing overly radical. I think there will be, you know, stuff that we haven't seen, but it won't be like going from 1940 to 1944 all of a sudden. Yeah. We've got, you know, we've got Shermans, we've got M10s, we've got, you know, Stuarts and, and stuff like that. And on the German side, we've got Panzer 4s and Panthers. And, you know, it's not going to be a radical shift. Um, but no, I, I like the way that they structured that. I mean, I think you're right. They've got to get it right. Um, the, the late war is the most popular period, I believe. Yeah, it's it is. Like, it's like yeah. And I think Normandy as well, just the people I've talked to within my gaming circle, Normandy is a big deal. Yeah, it is. Like, so, you know, as much as I'd like to dip my toe into some Eastern Front stuff at some point, I think that Normandy is probably going to be a good, it'll give it be a good barometer for how late war is going to go. And I, and I think it's nice from the info we you know, we know, it's not it's not just going to be oh here's a book it's got a it's got some kind of core lists in and here's a command card they're they're big books and they've also got the stuff that themes it to the theatre so you're going to have do you remember you had the Normandy Battles book yes so you know from what we what's been the info has been released so far it's moving towards the lines of that so you're going to have the rules for your beach landing and your beach landing scenarios you're going to have your you know your airborne assaults you're going to have how you fight bocage fights and all of that's going to be in there so it's going to be this not only is it going to be the lists 
it's, it's kind of an expanded book that's going to give you, you know, some really cool stuff to play unique to that theatre as well. The other thing I like about the spacing is that it also gives us time to to not forget about mid-war. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that is important. I have thoroughly enjoyed my mid-war adventure. I'm not really ready to completely let go, I think. And we know Parrot, yeah, that's something next year. There's still, there's still mention about the, um, you know, that the, they haven't forgotten mid-war and that the Parrots are coming. Nice. So that'll be cool to add those in. And, you know, I, I hope to see more more of the kind of 99th Infantry box sets. Um, yeah. You know, suddenly rock up, here's, a, here's an extra set of models, here's some cards, and it creates a whole new formation and gives you more options. I'd, I'd love to see. I'd love to see some bits for Italy as well. I, I'm, Italy's. I, I've never done it, but it's always been one of those things that's my jam. Like I really love just the, the kind of it's the proto D Day and yeah, you know, just how how it was used as a, a testing ground for so much, you know, and and the way it was fought and this kind of prolonged. It's almost like a siege, I guess. But um, yes. I'd 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 really be really amazed to see something come out for that. That I know that's wild speculation and, and wish listing, but um, you know, it's it's kind of its own little thing. Again, going back to the six periods of World War Two, literally, it's like its own little microcosm in a way. That there's nothing. It's like nothing else. Um, but I, I I'm I'm pretty excited for late war. I'm, I'm excited for my mid war projects at the moment, and I'm, I'm lucky to some extent. I've got my twenty first Panzer sat there. I just need to make sure it's it's um it's viability in late war period, or or just to expand on bits of it. I've got stuff in boxes that I can add to it and things, and I'm sure there'll be new stuff coming out that will go. Oh, like the old Brumbar Assault Company. Love that. Because yeah, <laughs> that was in that was in the um what do you call it Atlantic War, but wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, always wanted that. Cop for these. Completely obsolete by now. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm looking forward to getting my uh, my my beach landing map back out and beach oh, landing. Yes. Well, Eddie's picked up some uh, blues and greys, haven't you? I did indeed. 29th. Let's go. I uh, they're beautiful models. I've still got. A, I I sold, actually sold off my Americans because I knew it. I'm I'm a bit like that. There's going to be new shiny Americans, and yeah, I always knew late war was coming this year, so I did sell off my American collection, uh, but I kept the um, I kept the beach troops because yeah. because I think those were just some fantastic models uh, with all the beach de- you know around the beach defenses and stuff as they were moving up the beach. So yeah, they still got pride of shielding from eBay. <laughs> well, I had I had I had the models uh, from V3. Because I missed the release of all the, of, of Fortress Europe the first time around, I kind of joined after that. Um, so by that point, the, the everyone's focus had kind of moved on, and they never really had the impetus to get them done. Um, but now, <laughs> so, uh, I, so I've actually sold the box once and uh, rebought it. <laughs> yep. You can quit any time you like. Anytime I want. It's not an addiction; it's a yep. habit. I mean, a hobby. Um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm look. I'm, I was just thinking actually when we were talking about the um, the two player box, and I was like, oh, I wonder if you can do 350 second out of that. You know, the static um, beach defences for the Germans. I was like, hmm. Yeah. I want to know anything special in it because obviously the old open fire had that B1 rocket in. Yes. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I, I hope there's something that's kind of you can only get in that box 
because I know, like any any addict, I'll then <laughs> I'll then look at it and go, well, I've got all these armies, but oh my gosh, there's this much in it. What about the guns at Point du Hoc? Mm. Oh, and the Rangers. Yes. That would be a really good box set. That that would get people to buy it. They'd be like looking at it, going, oh 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 oh, <laughs> oh no, yeah, that stuff like that is just. It's cool. I mean, it's the, it's it's the stuff that sticks out as well, isn't it? You know. I yeah. You could do an airborne band of brothers, couldn't you? Like the uh, the attack on the guns at um, oh Burcourt Manor was it? Raycourt. Raycourt Manor. Yeah, that would be quite cool. I went there you this year. Air, you're airborne attacking your grenadiers <gasps> with guns. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel a I feel a scenario coming on. Ooh. Uh, what makes me slightly sad, I'm sorry to put this in, is I'm never going to get the chance now to do my 100th Panzer Abling. Which one that's my, that, that, they were the uh, captured Hodgkisses that they used against the Paras. Because, you know, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a tank. You're a paratrooper. All right. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, that was always something I looked at and went, if I won the lottery, yeah. do you know what? I see your Sherman and I raise you as somewhere. There's probably something in there you could proxy it through. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I mean, that's that is genuinely what I've liked about the V4 books as well. I mean, we talked about this as well. Is taking something that's quite, in one way, generic, but then using your imagination and using your, you know, the internet and research and stuff like that to create something that's actually a million miles away from that generic, um, yeah, that generic list. I mean, I've, I've still got my stuff from my Herman Goering company. Just sat there ready to go because... Uh, not Herman Goering company, sorry. The um, uh, Luftwaffe's Field Division. Because yeah, it's just a Grenadier company at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. But um, Where the logic of cards come from in that if you're looking at it big handfuls, a lot of units had a very similar makeup. So actually, you only need to tweak something a little bit to, to create a whole new force rather than... You know, there were, I must admit, there was, I like the variety of the previous books, but there were pages where you looked at them and you're flicking through this big book and you were like, well, that's, but that's, that's just an army, but that single box is different. Yeah. That's this yeah. guy's, but they have one extra bazooka. Oh. Yeah. Or, or it was the same list, but yeah, they've got that sexy rule. Or an extra reserve, uh, a different um, support yeah, that support formation is now part of their core makeup. Oh, okay. Yep. The fast <laughs> company, the fast company thing, where you got suddenly, yeah. I, I think that's where for me the 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 learnings really hit home with Battlefront. From what I understand, is that the cards, you know, are now formation stuff. And I love I love the concepts that 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 whole idea that you can even invalidate or replace them as well. Oh, you know. it's gonna be so much yeah. fun. You can add to them. You know, there's nothing to stop Battlefront at any point going. Do you know what? We're going to release a second card pack with yep. a load of more options. Yep. Exactly. Uh, do you know what? You could even do it with the 90s light because the 90s light had um, the uh, captured stuff, didn't they? They had a lot of the light captured things. So you could even have, find that you get a second box that suddenly got, you know, I don't know, some other rules in it for bits and pieces they use. Or, you know, I, I love the, the idea that they can just do that, like you said, small print run that makes you go back to your original army and think, well, oh, actually... Yeah. Maybe I should dust yeah. that down a bit. I think that that to me is a a, a real boon of the, what they've done. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's not like you're playing a fantasy game 
where you can just say, oh, I need to sell something new. I'll just make up, you know, I'll just do this and I'll bring back a Primark. Primaris Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, there's only so much you can, you can produce. There's only so much you produce. You've got to be clever how you do it. Yeah, I mean, being the hobby hipster that I am, I mean, I'm always going to look for those, you know, odd things. Yeah. But even then, I mean, I was thinking about this actually, the 21st Panzer, because they had captured one 22mm Soviet guns. And I was like, well, I'd just use the Soviet gun models. Just count them as the 105s. It doesn't matter. I mean, I think we get too fixated on, you know, it's different and it's different. It's not. It could just be the same. It yeah. could just be the modelling thing. It just looks cooler. Exactly. Exactly that. So. Although, I did have to take a pause when I saw someone online who was going, well, you know what? I'm going to use the captured KB card, but I'm just going to use it as a tiger. Oh, much cheaper. Just fence, like, fence. Oh, away from the edge. Away from the edge. Come back. Well, no, I mean, at the same time, you can sit there. It's the whole justification as to why you know you could say oh it's a tiger but it's freshly repaired the crew aren't that good and it's an ad hoc thing but it's whether or not they're doing that because you know that's a cool story that they want to tell yeah. as part of the storytelling element of the game or which is better just because they want to min max tigers yeah absolutely in which but, case buy, buy a kv1 uh, and paint it that's way cooler story uh, as I say, it's yeah. Everyone's hobby's different, but yeah. that one, that one did make me count to ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, game, gaming for next year. Yep. Um, I've got a little list of the first three months worth of events that I know of in the UK. If you are listening in the UK, um, we've got the fifth of January is a Fate of a Nation event at Entoyment down in Bournemouth slash Pool. Um, which, uh, 70 points isn't it is it 70 points yeah I think Jersey's uh, put that on there's a Facebook um, event for the uh, for the event itself okay uh, I believe it's three games of 70 points which I thought was quite interesting it's going to be very tight it's going to be very tight yeah, I mean, my, I'm looking at my T62s going mm, um, maybe this isn't for you but you know again it just it's just variety yeah so, it's made me think about stuff again, but yeah, that's going to be cool. And then the weekend, the weekend after that, on the twelfth of January, Flames of Fez. <laughs> we all know what that is. Who's running that then? Um, just this this guy. He's, apparently, he's I don't know. Likes hats. Yeah, he likes hats. He's, <laughs> he's he a, likes burning hats. Apparently, see turkeys. Yes, ninety six points. Uh, if you can make it. Please come, because I've just received a very, very generous, um, well, not so much a delivery, more of a supply drop. My my father was very bemused when he gets a knock on the door, and uh, it looks like he's taken in enough stock to to start his own war game shop of, of terrain um, from our fine friends at Battlefront. Uh, so we're going to have some absolutely gorgeous boards to play on. And when you couple it with the fact that we've already got existing Flames of War terrain, we now, this event technically has, trying to think, probably have to cap it at about 40 players if everyone turned up. Because we can probably do about 20 boards worth of scenery. Wow. And Thank space you. to play at the club. So there is, there is now 
pretty much no limit to how many people can come. I think we've so far we've got about 13 players all signed up. Um, I have yet to finish off writing the rules pack and I'll fire that out to, to everybody uh, later on. But it's going to be, it's, it's not a tournament. It is definitely an event. Um, so we're trying to celebrate all parts of the hobby. Background, modelling, painting, and uh, also storytelling. Uh, there'll be some interesting stuff I'm going to work on in terms of which unit's going to be getting bonus citations for holding up against all odds. Ooh, very good. I know, I know, because because I know what got sent through, and I know you've got some cool, uh, cool trophy as well. Yes, ideas. Oh, yeah. So, so just uh, to make things a little bit different, yeah. I, lo- I love with the uh, with with our um, patented uh, prize draw. In terms of uh, every everyone, everyone can be a winner, but even even if you've just turned up to play. Yes. Yeah, so so to take the focus away from just annihilating someone in the gaming to get the big trophy prize, the big cash prize. We don't do cash yeah. prizes. Um, oh, yeah. There's still advantages to yeah. winning. You get more tickets, but uh, yeah, doesn't you mean, more tickets, yeah, it doesn't mean you're going to walk away with a big prize. Yes, so all the prizes will be uh, uh, raffled out at the end uh, with raffle tickets. So even if you just turned up and had a good day's fun, you can still walk away with a nice new uh, shiny box set of various great things um, so if if someone was to uh, want to attend such a, a glorious tournament as that or event as that how would they do it fez they uh, would email me at fez at breakthroughassault.co.uk telling me that they want to turn up to the event um, and then i will send them out the uh the event pack which would explain exactly where and, and when and, and what to bring and what to expect um and how to pay it's going to be 12 pounds a person um all, oh, all the all the money he says is it's going to be millions. I basically aim these events to break even. If there is any extra profits, that goes into the Guildford Games Club um, because they are very kindly letting us host it at their games club in Guildford. He says. Do you reckon if yeah. I linked to Skype, you would just move models around for me? I could just kind of, you know, I am a I am an officer after all, so I could just. <laughs> you know, I am, you know, you 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 there. Put that over there, type thing. Play through delegation. Yeah. Robo Mark. We can have Robo Mark. Robo Mark. Here's my broad strategy. Win, Fez. <laughs> yeah. What was that? that charge the time. That would be so unsettling. Like just an iPad. Like if you housed it on your the pouch in your stomach, so you look like the guy from like. Um... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. Krang. You could be Krang. <laughs> Oh, you got that Sang theory where Sheldon just sits in his room and he puts his iPad on like a robot and it moves around and he's talking to everybody. Yeah. It'd be like that. There you go. Do you know what? I would pay good money to see that. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be funny. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good, a good, a good day. Um, so, so, so that's January. That's what, January. What else is there? Uh, next up in February, we have the 9th and 10th at our, our fine friends Battlefield Hobbies. They are hosting Corrivery. Mm-hmm. <gasps> which is going to oh, be yeah. late war from the forces of war book and other conversions. <laughs> so it's, it's 1750 points. Okay. Uh, and in being true rivalry style, you have a 500 point list swap. So, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I've, I've got a really nice comet list that I've written up, which is basically if I'm against infantry, I take this list, which has crocodile churchills in. And so how do, how does that work then? So okay, talk, so talk you, us through the premise. You write a list. 
you write your list to 1750 points and then yep. you decide okay i'm going to focus this list to fight in this kind of terrain because there's lots of different boards at Corivory, um or against this type of opponent and then you're allowed from that list to take 500 points and essentially delete 500 points worth of units or upgrades and then start those again in list b okay come to the table you'll come to your table each table has its own mission at Corivory, so they theme the missions to the boards okay that's good you are allowed like to that. know your opponent's like formation type so i walk up i go hi i'm eddie i'm playing a um a comet um a comet tank list uh and your opponent will say oh i'm playing infantry 29th grand grenadier division whatever yeah. at that point you then say and, and you know the mission so you figure out who's attacking or defending at that point you say right and i'm going to play your list a here's my list and you swap lists at that at that point oh uh, okay so they vet let so th- th- your list is vetted and your sideboard is vetted before the, the, the tournament? yeah it's not really a sideboard right. it's two is list a or list b basically uh, sorry uh, yeah i mean but I'm, I'm assuming that list you can't diverge too no. much from li- list a or whatever it is you've no, got the same be the same formations yes yeah. you can just take something different in it so for example it's easier mm. i think it's actually easier to describe in mid-war if you could say right if i if i'm playing soviet say say i'm playing a tank as a tank if i'm seeing if i think i'm coming up against a massive infantry list i've got a list with a load of zis guns in support but if i'm coming up against uh, a tank list um i've got some I, I i have i'm not taking those and i've actually got a set of tank killers yeah. Oh, okay. So I've, right, I'm with you. I've got comets with um, crocodiles and 25 pounders in one list, and then if I'm going against tanks, I drop the the 25 pounders and the crocodiles out, and I put in uh, some M10s and a motor platoon. Gotcha. Uh, okay. The motor platoon is just to go hide in a building and laugh at tanks if they can't assault. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. That is an interesting. Concept. I like that. That's yeah, a... um, it's two days. Battlefield hobbies are amazing hosts. Um, it's a fantastic venue they've got up there. Uh, Big so I'm shop hoping. As well. Sorry. Big shop. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. That's, oh, that's no. not good for you, Fez. <laughs> well, it's not to pick up bits and pieces because they have a fantastic backstock of just bits and pieces and you know old like blisters. Great, yeah. Old blisters, a great coat infantry, and oh. Um, uh, they are also hosting. Uh, just found out this week uh, the on the 24th and 25th of March uh, the Bun Fight, which is going to be a two-day mid-war event of 100 points um, at Battlefield Hobbies again. And do we know how, do we know any more details on that at all? Like in terms of so all we know is that there's going to be so it's all command so it's a pretty open event. They're going to you can bring um, you can bring a allied and access lit uh, axis list if you prefer okay. red on blue matchups but they're going to try so it, the priority for the first two games is going to be red on blue and then it's going to be by standings um right and it's going to be it's not going to use straight battle plans there's some coming idea i think with details to follow yeah so it's called sorry i do apologize it's called bun in grad <laughs> To play on Stalingrad. It's a hundred point mid-world competition on the twenty-third and twenty-fourth of March at Battlefield Hobbies. Uh, it's thirty pounds per player, which includes lunch. 
Uh, 100 points mid-war Flames of War. There'll be five games, three on the Saturday, two on Sunday, two and a half hours each. Missions will be drawn each round, attacker and defender decided by players playing a stance card at the beginning of the game. Okay. Uh, uh, normal Flames of War scoring. Uh, if a player wishes to bring an Axis and Allied list to prevent blue or blue games, they may do so. Uh, but that's pretty much it, I think. Looks like a standard. Yeah. Trying, to, trying to avoid blue and blue for the first two rounds, and after that, the draw will be based on scores. I don't know what to bring. I've got so many lists waiting to be played. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that was the idea behind the... Um, oh, back, going back to Flames of Fez, which is which is strictly red on blue for the whole weekend, the whole day. Um, the, that was the idea behind the Iron Fez competition. Oh, yeah. In that you went, you know, you go, right, I'm playing Germans, and I've got three, three Axis lists that I want to play. Uh, well, I'll just play all of them as long as they're different formations. Yeah, um, you can bring three different lists, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is the idea there is for people who have collections. So if you collect DAC and you have loads of DAC tanks, load of DAC infantry, load of DAC support, you can then have three different DAC lists and play with your whole collection on the day. It's not designed to be like, oh, well, I want to play you know, Beardy, Min Max, Russians, and then I want to play British infantry, and then I want to play. Something else. There's, there's not quite the idea of um, the the Iron Fez. It's it's for people who have a collection that they want to use. Right. Okay. And are you are you saying what they have to? So if you submit list A, B, C, are yep. you say are you going to say right? Yep. You you have to play this one in the first game before matchups. This one in the second. This one in the third. Yep. I'm going to be rolling dice. Cool. That was good. <laughs> oh, maybe we should have a contest. A dice off, yeah. Street dice, street dice. Oh, yep. what's that like? Or it's like double dice just outside. Bring a jump break, <laughs> <and> get chilly <laughs> with less facilities. With a bit less more facilities. third world, yeah. Um, no, I'm really excited for Flames of Fez. It's gonna be really a really good, different day. Um, just more, it- you know, more an event than a, just a straight up tournament. And it's going to be the first of many next year with our partnership oh, with yes. events. So, so much terrain. Thank you, Battlefront. So much terrain. Now we're going to have to hold a lot of events. We are. Well, I mean, I think if we get enough people who are local to Guildford, I can easily run at least one a month. Probably, yeah. Does that mean we need what's, to take out some kind of... Say? Your, your ego's writing checks, your body can't cash? Well, <laughs> well it's more... <laughs> My, my ego's writing checks that my um, my work schedule can't cash, but... <laughs> well, I'm contemplating another Crawley one at the back end of next year. Ooh. So probably probably after the summer, I would guess. Nice. But um, I think Lee's got some thoughts around possibly Fate of a Nation, hasn't he, as well? So... Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> so I'm going to... Uh, we're looking... We're still planning to do a Stalingrad one. Ben's looking at that, but... Um, probably it was going to be earlier, but he wants to obviously have the the city fight scenery out. Yes. So I think he's. Yeah. He, we've got to talk about the new year, but I think that's kind of April time. Um, and then I'm going to do something in the summer, maybe linked round late war coming out. Um, but then part of me is like, there's a there's a nice gaming event because I'm up. You know, we need to do some stuff for people up north with me so um it is very north but there is a good gaming center in edinburgh 
Um, but I would like to be kind of in the northeast, but I need to find out what the appetite would be. Um, yeah. There's a few. There's a there's there's a few new players up there. I've been gradually cultivating, um, and there's you know there's guys over on the west you know the west coast as well. So there's a possibility there of putting one on. Uh, just got to work the, out how to do it. Um, the northwest or the? Do you mean the west as in the west of Scotland? No, as in like. Oh, like Wales. General northwest. Um, yeah. I know Mark Nisbet is going to be running events at Edinburgh as well. Um, that the kind of Sterling events are going to be moving to Edinburgh from now on, um, and then Richard's going to run a Team Yankee event as well. Uh, that's in Dumfries, I think. Awesome, fine, fine me. Uh, so it's nice to see some Team Yankee events going on, um, and then obviously with our, you know, as in our partnership with Battlefront for the UK events, we'll um, we'll hopefully have some some great staff and some great support for it. Sounds awesome. I can hear my tigers on my painting table screaming for me to go finish painting them. <laughs> yeah. I've got an angry box of Americans looking at me as well. Oh, and my, my T-34s. <laughs> I've got uh, a rifles platoon sitting here that needs to be... That's the final thing to paint. All right. I've got a month... Well, just over a month to go. Well, a month until I have to pack my room up. Uh, and I've got them to do. And I've bought some of those... Uh, some really beautiful bases. What oh, I forgot it's, it's a, I think it's a Spanish company. The you the Bez, I've got their name. Bethesda. 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 Yeah, Bethesda rural bases. Yeah, um, they are so good. Those will be pretty cool. Um, I'm just I'm actually painting the bases up first, and then I'm going to do the models for them. But yeah, if, so if we name drop some people. If if we're name dropping people who aren't uh, Battlefront at the moment, I'm just going to say big big thank you to Adam at Dice of War uh, for a not only providing some amazing uh, support for Frames of Fairs, but also for just doing an amazing set of dice. I've got some it's Ghost Pans of Dice, and they are amazeballs. It's nice to have nice dice. Oh my god, they're so much good. I mean, just really really nice crisp Ghost Pans of stuff. And for me, it's like going okay, I've got. Mid-war German tank list, mid-war German infantry lists, dice are sorted. It's important. Yep. It is. Matchy-matchy accessories. That's yes. what you need. And it's hard because, let's face it, the, the, obviously they're out of production now, but the, the, the old-fashioned Battlefront dice are going for silly money. I mean, you need to take mortgages out of them. Oh, really? Yeah, I've oh, invested yeah. in some. Well, I mean, you do occasionally see the odd bargain, but then you see some going for absolutely absurd money now. Oh, good. I'm, I'm going to turn those into more toys then. Have you got a good set of you? I've got a couple. I've got a couple. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Used to, there's lots going for like 40 quid a set. What? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. All right. I, I, um, I sold... What did I sell? There was one, a tin, and it went, yeah, for 27, 28 pounds. Just the tin and the, the dice. I didn't even have the counters. Oh, really? Yeah. That's incredible, not it? It's bonkers. All right. Speaking of dice, what are we going to say for our show <gasps> to well, how how do we think the year's gone? I. How, oh. What skill level would you give for the year 2018? I would say that we are probably now trained. Oh. However, given that a lot, you know, we've had a bit of a chop and change of cast, we're probably trained, but a minus one for skill tests. <laughs> oh, we've got, you mean we've got a lesser? No, we've got a less remount. We got a, we're trained, but we've got a five plus remount. Yeah. 
There you go. So we're going to go for a five up for the shoot scoop? Yeah, I think so. All right, I got it. You ready? Oh, it's a two. Oh, oh no, we, we never oh, passed no. on that. We're oh. left in the open. Marders sat in the open, just destroying us. Oh, yeah. But you can't I... kill Marders, Fez. They're invincible. They are. That's invincible. right. Oh. <laughs> the Armored Train Wreck of a podcast you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of World podcast on the team at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk. And was brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, a screaming glider assault, and the hashtag Late War means more tigers. <laughs>